You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone. Hey there. Today we're talking about the power of a vowel. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we started out the new year last week sharing about doing marriage God's way. Well, that was pretty powerful. It was very powerful. So as we come into the new year, we habitually make resolutions or vows about something we plan to do for the upcoming year. We do. I think everybody does that. And generally those are intended for our good. You know, a lot of people are like, we like to lose, we want to lose weight. We need to exercise. We're going to eat healthy, spend more time with with family. It's, it's so it's kind of funny. I think we've gotten to a place in our life where we're like, I'm not making any. It's like I'm over it. <laughs> I'm so over it. I'm over that. I don't want to make those, <laughs> you know, but I know we end up kind of doing something because, it, you know, we come through the holidays, at least here in America, you come through the holidays and Christmas season oh, and you eat so much good food and you gain a lot of weight and you're like, okay, I got to trim some pounds off. Well, my question is, why did they put Thanksgiving and Christmas so close together? Like, why well, didn't they spread that out a little bit? Ex- that would have been nice. <laughs> that would have been very nice. So those are those are vows, if you will, resolutions that we make knowingly. Yeah. But there have been times in our lives when we made a vow unknowingly that yeah. hinders our relationships and prevents the blessings of God in our lives and marriage. Yeah. We call those inner vows. Yeah. They are might be vows. a new term for everybody, but in the Christian world, let's just say inner healing world, yeah, we call those inner vows. Counseling inner, world. Counseling world. We call those inner vows or, you know, those resolutions that we mm-hmm. make unknowingly. Yeah. And they have, you know, that's why we call the, the, the title of this message the, the power of a vow, because I don't think we understand how much power, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to break down today, mm-hmm. how much power is in a vow. And so what is an inner vow? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. <laughs> an inner vow is a self-directed promise in response to like pain or, you know, you and I have expo- experienced pain in, mm-hmm. our, in our lives, right? Yeah, I, mean, I remember a specific incident with you in school when you were in sixth grade and it was with a teacher and how painful that was and and the, and the vow that was made at that time. And I remember the same kind of thing, an incident that happened in my life um, where I, I said, I, you know, I was not going to let anybody hurt me again, you know. And so when those things happen, there's a lot of power there. But we didn't know that isn't when that, we were so young. so interesting that like even even younger, I mean, I was, I think, fifth grade or sixth grade at the time. Um, but even younger than that, you know, we just, well, you were in kindergarten, mm-hmm. you were five and, you know, made the inner vow unbeknownst to you mm-hmm. that people in authority, you know, you're not going to let people in authority hurt you, right. which means you're not trusting and you're keeping people at bay. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about. It, it, these are things you don't even know. It, mm-hmm. It's the way you, it's the way you operate and, and protect yourself uh, currently are, is a result of what has happened in the past in those inner vows that you've potentially made for yourself. So let me let me remind you of this word that I just said. An inner vow is a self-directed promise. Mm-hmm. So I want it you to hold true. on to that word promise. Mm-hmm. You know, because as we go through this material today and share this podcast with you, you're gonna you're gonna see this connection of the power of the vow. And so, um, yes, a self-directed promise in response to pain or difficulty in our life. And here's the other thing with, with an inner vow. It usually begins with these words. I will never. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's almost like a it's like a word curse in mm-hmm. a sense. But sure. again, I, not to to mix the words, but you know, I said it's a self-directed promise, which it is. But it's like you're you're putting a curse on yourself. But anyway, here's some examples of what an inner vow would sound like. I will never let a man or a woman or a woman mm-hmm. hurt me again. Mm-hmm. I will never let a man or woman control me. That's a big one. I will never be vulnerable again. You know, just not willing to share intimate feelings about anything mm-hmm. with anyone mm-hmm. because you were hurt at some point. I will never be poor again. Maybe you mm-hmm. grew up in a poor home and you just made this vow. So now I'm getting ahead of myself. But now okay. what happens is, is that money becomes your God mm-hmm. because now that's what you worship because mm-hmm. you don't want to be poor anymore. Right. You see how this is a self-directed mm-hmm. promise? Absolutely. I will never treat my children the way I was treated. And again, I know we've some of some of you may have come up in some difficult upbringings, and we are sorry for that. Oh, we yes. don't want that to happen, and wish that uh, don't wish that happened. upon anyone. Yes. Yes. And we're sad that that happened to you. If that if that did happen to you out there, but you don't want to allow that self uh, inflicted promise to just change your destiny and your future. Yeah, I'm really glad you gave those examples, sweetie, because. You know, if, if you're just hearing this, the word interval for the first time, and you followed us for some time, um, it's, it might be the first time that you've heard it, and it can be confusing, you know, and you don't really even know what you're talking about. But giving some examples, which mm-hmm. are really great ones that you gave. Yeah. So I think we can confidently say that everyone, whether you're Christian or not, has made an interval. There's no doubt. I would, I would, I'm not a betting person. You know, but I, I've traveled. <laughs> You know, a little bit more than you have mm-hmm. uh, around the world. I've been in Japan. I've been to Mexico, um, two different countries in uh, Africa, Spain, Spain, and people are people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it it doesn't matter culturally. It doesn't matter if you're, like I said, Christian or not Christian, or if you're ever of another religion. Mm-hmm. Everybody has made a vow because, mm-hmm. in some way, unfortunately, we live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. And because we live in a broken and fallen world, there is, um, unfortunately, hurt happens and, mm-hmm. and difficulties happen. Yeah. And so it's, it's just... People are human. It's, yeah, it's unavoidable. And it so is. we don't want that to be the case, but it is the case because mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world. But the point of that is that's why we, we know and we believe and we've counseled enough people in our lives that we've seen this happen mm-hmm. and come up time and time again. So it's just... It's an easy, for me, a, a, a not a mathematical, but it's a deduction of I've seen this pattern mm-hmm. way too many times. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. seen people operate in unhealthy emotional ways yeah. to know that there's a hurt there. And then as a result of that, a vow was made, mm-hmm. a dangerous vow. A very dangerous vow. And, yeah. and, you know, when those hurts are there, whether you understand why they're there or not, we comfort ourselves by saying things like, it's a means of self-protection. Uh, it's a defense mechanism that yeah. I, it's my knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. What that really is, is control. Yeah. It, it's not allowing God to be in charge. Exactly. From what I've understood that, in my life. That, that's it. <clears throat> but we don't make inner vows because we're bad people. No. I mean, nobody's like. I'm a good person and I had plenty of inner vows. It's not like it's premeditated. <laughs> 
Right. It's not like somebody's no. thinking, oh, I need to make this vow. No. That's not how it it's, happens. It's a response of trauma, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to think about it. Yeah. But we say them because we don't want to put ourselves in the same or similar. We don't want to, we don't want to do that again. Who wants Who to wants repeat to that, that over again? You know? It was hurtful and it was painful. And yeah. a human function, a natural function would be to protect. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we, we understand it. We understand why they happen. We understand everybody has them. It's not a ding on you if you are now just now recognizing, oh my gosh, I have these inner vows. Yeah. The cool thing is, is God has an answer. Yeah. So, but there's you're not, you're not a bad person. You're not that, a bad I think person. we need to reiterate that and just make sure people understand yeah. you're not an evil person No. and you're not a bad person if you've ever made an inner vow and you have. And God still, yeah. We just know it. It's God, happened. God still loves you mm -hmm. in your uh, inner vowness. <laughs> <laughs> and if even if you decide you don't want to handle or take care of your inner vows, he's still going to love you. He's not going to turn his back on you because you are his child. You wouldn't turn your back on your child. He's not going to ever turn his back on you. So, but. but like you said, God has an answer. He does. He has and he wants you all. to be blessed and he wants you to walk and live in blessing with him. Now, yeah. again, we're speaking to people who may be uh, non-Christian, but we're talking about people who are Christian. When you've given your life to Jesus Christ, which is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life Amen. because eternity is at stake and, and the blessing and, and the life that you can have here while we're still on this earth. And so what we're talking about is for the believer. So... When we go through these things that we're about to talk about, it's really from a believer's point of view. It's from a Christian point of view. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not to be condemning in any way, but we, 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 we believe in what the Bible says. We believe in what Jesus said about himself and who he said he was and what he came to do. And so that's the starting place from, from what we're, what we're yeah. trying to teach and, and share with you today. Yeah, so before we go into what God says about inner vows, we need everybody out there to know that there, there's a problem with inner vows. Mm -hmm. And we need you to understand why there's a problem with inner vows. Mm -hmm. Why well, the is first, that? The first thing is inner vows, again, from the biblical viewpoint, Let's inner vows are is. considered sin. Amen. And one might say, really? You know, Pastor Richard, you just, you just said, said. <laughs> you just said a little bit ago that I'm not a bad person. I'm not you're evil. Not. No, you're not. You're not. But sometimes we do things unknowingly when we don't understand the scripture. Mm -hmm. and, and if we don't understand how an inner vow actually operates and how it works, when we read scripture, we don't actually pick up on what this what what the Bible is teaching us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to do is we want to bring the Bible into this. On Always. this first one. Always. Um, so because if you don't really understand intervals and how they work, it's hard. You can't really apply scripture to these Absolutely. areas. And so Jesus It'll spoke just, about yeah. Jesus spoke about this in, in Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-three through thirty-seven. I'm gonna read this to you from the NLT translation, and this is what it says. You have also heard that our ancestors were told. You must not break your vows. You must carry the vows that you make to the Lord. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But Jesus said, but I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven that you make a vow because heaven is God's throne. Mm -hmm. And do not say by the earth because the earth is his footstool. Mm -hmm. And do not say by Jerusalem for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, 
for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Now, <laughs> I know in our generation, I, I remember saying this, like, you know, somebody said, well, are you going to show up to pick me up for this? We're going out mm -hmm. to the movies. Mm -hmm. Are you going to pick me up on time? Yeah, I swear to God, I'm going to pick you up on time. <laughs> you know, so in a sense, when I said I swear to God, mm -hmm. I shouldn't do yeah. that. Because yeah. from what Jesus just said, don't swear by heaven and don't swear by the earth. This is all God's mm -hmm. kingdom and his throne, right? Mm -hmm. what, and, and the earth is his footstool. And so now... Uh, unknowingly, mm -hmm. again, I've just committed a sin because I've I've sweared by God. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. Ignorant. I was just completely yeah. ignorant was, at that time. It was innocent. It yep. was totally innocent. Yep, absolutely. And so, but in that last sentence, this is where it gets. <laughs> this is where it gets real. Jesus said, "If you don't have a, just a simple yes or no, it's just not a simple statement that you that you make. A simple yes, I will, or no, I won't, or or something to that effect." effect. It's not a vow. It's just you're simply going to do something. But anything else beyond that is from the evil one. So this is a very powerful thing. And you're saying like, okay, Jesus, really? I mean, <laughs> if I if I miss it and, and I'm off a little bit, or if I say that I'm going to swear to do something. Right. What harm is that? What harm is that really? Words are very powerful. And so <laughs> the answer to that is yes. In any area that you've made an inner vow, Jesus is not the Lord of that mm -hmm. area. Absolutely. This is this is back to that when I was talking about the the, the word promise, mm -hmm. this self-directed mm -hmm. promise, right? Yeah. Because yeah. A, a vow is is a promise Absolutely. to yourself. So um, why? Because my promise to myself, this self-directed promise, this inner vow trumps Jesus' lordship. It sure does. So as a as a Christian and as a believer. When you give your life to Christ, the Bible talks about in the New Testament that you're not your own anymore, mm -hmm. that you belong to Him, mm -hmm. and you're you're His, That's you're right. His child. That's right. And so when you make a when you make a self directed promise, this is where the power of the vow comes in. Now it trumps the lordship of Jesus. Now Jesus is not Lord over this thing mm -hmm. in your life. That's right. So if you said, um, "I will never be poor again," mm -hmm. Jesus is not Lord over your finances. That's right. Because you're you, going to do everything in your power to bring money into the household when there might be something else Jesus is trying to point you towards and you're closed off. Because yeah, and I'm all worshiping money. Is, yeah. I'm yeah. worshiping money. And, yeah. and all of my energy, all of my time mm -hmm. goes into earning money mm -hmm. because right. I'm never going to be poor again, right? right? And That's I'm not right. at the point. What I'm saying here is that we're not trusting Jesus in that. Right. That's he what is that, our he is our provider. Yes, we're supposed to work and we're supposed to work Amen. with our hands and God will bless the work of our hands. But we can't work so much that we lose sight mm -hmm. of a balanced life. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the blessing right. of God that's going to come on that when we trust him in the area of finances, using that as an example. So, you know, if I've made myself the Lord in this area, Jesus is saying this is sin. Mhm. Mm if I've, if I've made these kind of self-directed promises, these vows, these inner vows, then Jesus is saying, this is sin. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we're not trusting Jesus with our marriage. We're not trusting Jesus with our finances. We're not trusting Jesus with our children. And we're not trusting Jesus with any of our relationships right. for that matter. That's right.
So that's that's the important thing. So again, an inner vow starts off like, I will never. I will never. I will never what? Mm-hmm. I will never do this. Mm-hmm. I will never allow this. Mm-hmm. That's where it's always coming right. from. And so when we have that mindset or that thought, I will never. You may never have spoken it out loud. Um, but when we have that operating in our life, the second problem with inner vows is it makes us unteachable and unapproachable. You True. are you are not open to mm-hmm. anyone talking to you about this issue in particular no. or the uh, direction of your the person or people group that you have this inner vow directed towards. You are certainly closed off from oh, any yeah. any. It could be your boss, right? You know. And, and so and you're here's, not, the, here's the crazy thing. You could be talking to somebody that's an expert. Let's just mm-hmm. use finances mm-hmm. as, as the example. You could be talking to a person that's a financial expert. Mm-hmm. And because you've made this vow that I will never be poor, you won't even heed their advice. Yeah. And they're a known expert yeah. and they've helped so many other people with yeah. their finances. Yeah. And you're not you're not going Gosh, to listen to that instruction. Seen that. How many times have we seen that in counseling? So it's many so times. It's so heartbreaking. So many times. So the way you think and respond emotionally is not from a healthy place. And if anyone tries to point out an unhealthy behavior like what we're talking about, yeah. that mental barrier blocks that person from receiving any instruction from somebody else. It's true. Yeah. Here's an example. So a man makes an inner vow and says... I will never be controlled by a woman. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. You know, we've and counseled, vice versa. Yeah, and ha- vice versa. And we've counseled people over the years where we've seen these things come out and play out. Mm-hmm. And so there's this husband uh, who saw his mother controlling his father. Mm-hmm. And he made a vow and he said to himself, I will never let a woman control me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he spoke that out yeah. loud. So it's not like it was something that we had to kind of like um, guess about. Mm-hmm. No, he actually <laughs> spoke this. And so we know it. And so what what do we see play out in the marriage? What we saw play out in the marriage is, is that he had a wife that he completely controlled. Mm-hmm. Because he made a, a promise to That's himself right. that he was not going to have a woman control him. Yeah. Absolutely. And so the marriage was very rocky for a very long period of time because that playing out. It ultimately is control. It's it's keeping that environment the way that you want to see it for protection's mm-hmm. sake. Mm-hmm. But no counsel, no acceptance of that oh, would no. happen for no. a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And so but but it's not that it's not that way now. It's right. it's definitely improved and it's definitely better. But this is just an example of where we as the counselors have seen things and there are people that um, don't see us as an expert in the area of <laughs> marriage you know, because we've come through a lot of these kinds of things and we've, we've gone through biblical counseling ourselves. And so um, they're not willing to hear from an outside voice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that, that vow, that promise is more powerful than anybody else's counsel, even if that counsel is right. Yeah, and it's almost like... You know, remembering back when I dealt with inner vows, it's like you almost take pride in it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember this individual taking pride in the fact that no woman was going to control him. Mm-hmm. And and I was the same with control, too. You know, yeah. I had I had all my my ducks in a row and guards up and gates closed. And and it's it's almost like like you say, you idolize that you put that yeah. above the Lord. It's true. And his lordship. Yeah. And that can happen so quickly. It can. 
So that's the second thing. So we've had the first, the first problem with intervals is their sin. Uh, and we went through the scripture and talked about that. The second was it makes you unteachable and unapproachable. And lastly, intervals keep you and your family from your destinies. Absolutely. So if you're not walking in the promises of the Lord because you don't uh, see those being manifested in your marriage because you have this interval that, and you're controlling everything, ultimately you're going to affect your destiny, yeah, your God-given destiny. Because you're not trusting God and you're not trusting Jesus at the end of the day to be Lord over your life, That's right. every area That's right. of your life, every area. And if you're not going to trust him and you're going to have these promises, again, you make these vows, these promises, because you're trying to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Jesus is saying, no, look, you can give these things over to me. Cast all your cares to me. And I will, I will help you. My burden is is light. I don't want you to carry heavy burdens like this. And in all of this, what we're saying is take ownership. You know, have the Lord reveal this to you, but mm-hmm. take responsibility and ownership for it. Right. He, God is will do so much when we humble ourselves and we're like, yeah, I get this. I don't know. I don't completely understand it, Lord, but I've, I see where I've operated in this. Can you help me? I need your forgiveness. I need your purification. Right. Yeah. So here we are. How do we break inner vows? Right. What everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. Well, because there's those, a power, the power, there's a power of a vow. And so we need to learn how to break that power. Breaking that power. And, yeah. and you know, there's not a uh, complicated formula for it. Yeah. Uh, the Bible is not complex. People want to make it complex, but living a holy life really isn't complex. Um, if you are submitted and surrendered to Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing you have to do, well, like I said, you need to recognize, you know, obviously. Right. Right. Um, but you repent. Right. God, I so once am you recognize so, this. Yeah, I am so sorry. I confess that I have operated in the inner vow that I will not let any man control me. I confess that I have operated in the inner vow that I will never be poor. Whatever the inner vow is, I confess that. And Lord, I repent of that. Mm-hmm. Those words. I repent of that inner vow. Yes. Amen. You know, because when we have, here's the thing, uh, sweetie, is when we have sin in our lives, mm-hmm. um, that's that's where the problem comes in. So when we have sin in our lives, it opens the door. A lot of people don't realize this, but it opens the door for the demonic realm to attach itself. It sure it's almost like, it's like a hook. Mm-hmm. It just hooks into mm-hmm. you and it has this constant pull. And and so you you get tormented. You You hear these... These line voices. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that today, but you yeah. hear these line voices that are whispering things to you, and they're not truth. And you know, we don't want to scare you by saying demonic realms. I mean, we operate here at the Marriage Minute and in our life and revival. Now, if it's not of God, who is it? It's the enemy. Yeah. And so that's basically what we're saying here. You know, the enemy is at work. He's prowling around. He's looking for relationships and marriages and people just to destroy. Yeah. That's that's his one goal is to mm-hmm. destroy you. And so, you know, hopefully through what we're sharing today and what we've shared up to this point with marriage minute, mm-hmm. you know, keeps you uh, strong and fight the good fight, you know, to mm-hmm. uh ward off the devil. Amen. So that So what's the second thing a person could do? So you 
we need to submit that area of our life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a process. Mm-hmm. That can be something that you find yourself picking back up uh, shortly after you've repented of it. It's okay. Um, you just go back and you do that again. You, you, God, I'm sorry. I repent of this and I'm giving it to you. Um, and you give that area of your life to, to God. You give it over to him. You let it go and let let God do the work. You know, what I'm remembering back is when, you know, you, you were going through and you, you had this, the, the revelation and you recognized this sin of control in your life that mm-hmm. you, you didn't know how to do control, do life without control. Every action I took, every word that I spoke, every nod of the head, every gesture that I had, all was control. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't know how to breathe without it. It was so foreign. And it was all about protection mm-hmm. to oh, protect yeah. yourself. Oh, but yeah. at the end of the day, you had to die to that. I did. So here are some simple words for for all of you out there that just thinking about that story about you, sweetie. Uh, not that I don't have my own set of stories, <laughs> but um, I remember what you said, like, I don't know how to do life without it. And that statement in itself is surrendering. Mm-hmm. And you could you could add to that and say, you know, Lord, I've done my life for so long in this way, controlling every aspect of my life, every person in my life to protect myself, to keep myself from harm, mm-hmm. from pain and hurt. But it's keep me from my destiny. Lord, show me how to do life yeah. without control. Yeah. Where I'm that. not manipulating people That's right. to, to, to keep people I, at bay or whatever. Show me how because I don't know how. Yeah, I literally had to relearn how to speak yeah. in ways that weren't trying to manipulate an outcome that would not harm me mm-hmm. or protect that would protect Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And, and that's exhausting. It's very exhausting. So I, yeah. it was a process you went yeah. through, and it took time. And, you know, I, as your husband, needed to be patient with you to allow you the, the, the space and the time to work through that. And, and also, God did. He brought you through he that. He did. But I also remember giving you and a few other close friends permission to tell me because I didn't know what it looked like. I gave you mm-hmm. permission to tell me when I was saying something or doing something or body languaging in a controlling way, and and uh, I had to be responsible for not responding angrily, right. but taking that constructive criticism uh, and being teachable. Right. You know, because before I I wasn't, and so I had to to commit myself to being teachable and approachable because I had given permission for that, even though at point at sometimes it was just overwhelming because you guys were like, well, that's that's control. Right. That's control. That's control. Yeah. And but I had I had given you permission to do that. So right. yeah. So lastly, um, you know, how do you break an inner vow? The power of an inner vow. First, you like you said, you repent of the sin. Uh, you submit that area of your life to Jesus, as as we were talking about. And lastly, you forgive. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that important? Well, there was there was an event. Something happened in your past. There was a person involved when you made that interval with mm-hmm. a teacher back in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. There was a person involved with me. People are involved in the process. And so um, you have to go back and forgive that person mm-hmm. for the hurt that was caused. Mm-hmm. And then you either knowingly or unknowingly, you made this interval. You made this self-directed promise to protect yourself so that that hurt, that pain wouldn't happen again. Exactly. But again, that is keeping you from your destiny. It's mm-hmm. keeping you from what God's best is for you mm-hmm. and your best life. God has a great life 
in store for you, but you have to surrender. And one of those ways of surrendering is forgiving the person who harmed you, who hurt you. And, And I know, trust me, I know that there are difficult things out there that you may have to forgive people for. Um, and so, but I can, I can tell you that you can do it with God's help. Yeah. You can do it. And Amen. it's very freeing when you, when you let go of something, uh, painful and you forgive someone because, you know, you might say, well, Pastor Richard, how would I even know? How would I need to know? How would I know if I need to forgive someone or not? Well, when you're around that person, you got to kind of check your emotions. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of power in your emotions when you're around that person? Are you feeling, um, are you having feelings of resentment or bitterness or anger or, or frustration? If, if you have these kind of hatred, you know, it's or, just, or maybe you don't even want to be around that person. Or maybe you don't even, exactly. Yeah. Maybe you just limit the time that you have even around this person because what it dr- brings up inside Yeah, it might not you. even have to do with, be them. It could just be what is triggering in you. Exactly. And so um, if, if that is happening, you're, you're avoiding someone or when you're around them, all these negative emotions are, are, are coming up. It's a very good possibility you've mm-hmm. got some forgiveness issues there mm-hmm. from a past hurt. That's right. What you have to do, again, if you're a believer, you've got to, you've got to ask the Lord to show you yes. where that hurt is and why that happened. And Absolutely. He will. He's so faithful to show mm-hmm. His people yeah. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And He wants to bring that into your life. Yeah. So, hey, we don't want you guys to travel this journey by yourself. And if you are listening to us right now and you are reeling with questions, <laughs> please get a hold of us at marriageminute at revivalnow.com. We want to walk this journey with you. We want to pray with you and for you. And we want to answer all the questions that you have regarding this and Amen. so much more. Amen. So thanks for joining us, guys. We really God appreciate it. God bless all it. of you out there. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you next week. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com. And send us your Marriage Minute questions at marriageminute at revivalnow.com.